Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories from business owners. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting businesses from all industries. Today we have Nancy with us. Hello, Nancy. Hi, John. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time out to do this. Thank you very much for having me. So let's dive straight in. So tell us about what you do, Nancy. Um, so I am a sustainability advisor um, and a lot of people have no idea what that actually means. So that's totally fine. But I work with um, largely SMEs, so small and medium sized businesses who um, recognize that business has a responsibility from from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective, and they want to build a strategy that balances people, planet and profit. Um, so yeah, I help businesses to build that strategy so that they can sort of have a confident sustainability message to their clients and, and to their employees as well. Excellent. And I, I understand there's been a lot of innovation in this area. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think sustainability has got a little bit muddled of late. There's a lot of greenwash that goes on or people appearing to do one thing when they're really doing another. And so um, certainly with the pandemic as well, there's been a real refocus on, on what we're doing. So, you know, a lot of stories around cleaner air and cleaner water, and it's just made people think a lot more about what we can do better. Um, and there's some very, very clever people out there doing doing all sorts of things at the moment, which is brilliant. <laughs> So we find out before we find out more about some of the strategies and what we can do as a business owner to, um, to to be part of the solution. I'd love to hear your story, your journey. Are you happy to share some with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually started my career as an engineering degree, so I um, did civil engineering a long time ago now, um, but started off doing specifically building design. Um, but what I kind of realised was that we were building buildings that were kind of they had a really short shelf life we weren't kind of thinking into the future about who was using them now and who might be using them in the future and how we use that space um and I guess sustainability was still relatively new at, at that point we weren't thinking about it in the same way that we are now perhaps um and I ended up working on a project that had quite a sustainable focus on it I was actually in Sydney at the time and um I found that I preferred that to the, to the sort of structural engineering side of things so I did a bit of a, a shift at that point um and I started working with businesses either um, to start with, it, it was a bit of both new build um, and sort of existing buildings. And now I'm very much more focused on the business and how it runs and how they can be more efficient. Um, but I kind of came to realize that when I was in the corporate world, I was, I was working with a lot of big firms, law firms, investment banks, um, around about the time that CSR was, was the buzzword. Um, and what I realized that there was very little support for SMEs. Um, and as these big corporates were starting to delve into their supply chain and demand more from their supply chain, these SMEs were getting lumbered with RFPs and questionnaires about what are you doing from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective. And they didn't necessarily have a confident, consistent message that they could pass back. Um, and I think it's the nature of SMEs, you know, they don't necessarily have the in-house knowledge, they're wearing a lot of hats, they don't necessarily have the time to implement stuff like this. And so I realized that there was a real gap for SMEs and, and 
for them being able to sort of tap in some of the knowledge and actually to grow their business as a result. So, you know, becoming a preferred supplier or being able to respond to these RFPs that we're asking for environmental certifications and just knowing, you know, what their impact was and how they can approve it and, and feeling confident about discussing that as well. Wow. So there was a lot going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was I've kind of condensed about 20 years into two minutes. <laughs> So if there's a business owner who likes the idea of sustainability and not quite sure where to start, what what would you say? I would say start with a brainstorm. What happens is most people will see something on the news. You might have watched David Attenborough or, you know, and, and he's really inspired something. So you might have gone, right, we're going to get rid of all the plastic in our operations, which is great. But actually, you've almost kind of gone too far ahead. You need to come back and do sort of a brainstorm of your business and your activities and what impacts you have. So it might be your energy consumption, it might be the paper you use or the waste you generate, or it could be um, that you're delivering things and what the travel emissions are associated with that. So the first step really is to do a real brainstorm of absolutely everything within your business and, and what the potential environmental impact is. Um, now, you might come up with a fairly large list. So what you want to do is be able to then pull out what is significant. So, for example, um, water, if you're in an office or if you're working from home, you're probably only using it to wash your hands, make the odd cup of tea. It's probably not a massive impact and probably not something that you have to be hugely concerned with. Whereas something like your energy consumption from your computers, your lights, your heating, all of that potentially has a much bigger impact so you start to then kind of pick out those significant impacts and they're the ones you really want to focus on um but also be aware that there's so many quick wins that you you can kind of implement straight away um things like uh if you're in an office space get rid of those under desk bins because you, if you're you know, making efforts to recycle, but everybody's got a desk under their bin, that's probably gonna be end up in the general waste. And that's kind of not what you were trying to do with introducing recycling bins. So a lot of, a lot of quick wins can be around um, sort of behavioral changes and it doesn't have to cost you a penny. So these are great ways to just get started and build motivation and build engagement within your business and then work up to some of those bigger targets that you might be wanting to set. All right. And, and would part of that be engaging the team to be part of the uh, shift and change? Absolutely. And it's so important these days, especially with some of the younger generations coming into work for businesses, they really are, the statistics show that they really are more concerned about the values of the company that they work for. Um, I think a couple of years ago, they did a study and it's something like 79% of a sort of millennials coming through are saying that they want to work for a company that shares their values. And so just by starting to engage with them, you let them know what your values are and what you as a business stand for. But also they're the people on the ground day in, day out. They will have ideas for how you can improve. And if you're not giving them a sort of route to share that or, you know, if they don't know who to go to to say, guys, I've come up with a great idea. Who can I tell? Then you miss out on that. Um, and so I think that engagement piece is so important. 
Um, and there's also a lot of stuff that you won't be able to do without engaging people. And they, they need to know why. If you just say to somebody, I'm getting rid of your under desk bin, they're going to go, well, that's annoying because now I have to get up and go and put my rubbish somewhere else. Whereas if you say, guys, we're really working to, to go zero waste to landfill. But in order to do that, we need to make sure that the stuff is going in the right bins. And by putting it in this bin, it's not. Then they kind of go right, well, I see why you're doing this, I'm on board, I'm going to cooperate. So th there's a whole load of reasons that you would really want to be engaging within your business and as much as you possibly can from the outset. Fabulous. Uh, now, one of the things you mentioned was the energy, which is often a big part of uh, companies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What absolutely. are some simple things we could do to, to reduce the energy consumption? Um, so if you think about sort of heating and cooling, um, make sure you're looking at what timings you've got on. So even if that's at home, you might have a thermostat that you've set to go on at certain times. Um, more often than not, when I go to a business, not currently, but in previous days, <laughs> people think they've got a certain uh, thermostat or timing set. But actually what they generally find out is somebody's come along at some point and press the permanently on button. And then you get, you know, you're heating and cooling your building at weekends, in the evenings when nobody's there, but nobody's actually gone to check. So that often is a really big one. Make sure that those settings are correct, that you're factoring in bank holidays, for example. You don't need to have the heating and the cooling on that, you know, when nobody's in the office. So a lot of it's like a procedural thing. Make sure you're factoring these in. And certainly when the pandemic hit and everybody disappeared from their offices, um, I chatted to a few clients and went, what have you done with your heating and cooling settings? Ah actually we haven't thought about that so a lot of times it's um behavioral but another one that's becoming so much easier these days is to swap to renewable energy um and there's a host of great providers uh where you can swap your energy to renewable and quite often you'll save yourself some money as well the difference between green energy um, and brown energy, which is fossil fuels, has come down in price so much. So there's a real opportunity there just to have somebody take a look at your, your business consumption and see if they can swap you over and save you money at the same time. Wow. What I like about everything you said so far, it is very simple and easy to implement. Yes. And I mean, there's certainly bigger things that we all will be challenged by. You know, if you're having to do lots of long distance flights, for example, that has an impact. Um, if you do need to sort of replace old equipment, yes, that does have an impact and a cost implication. But, but the idea behind it is to start with those quick wins and actually build some of those bigger targets into your procedures. So you'll have budgets, start assigning stuff like this to your budgets as, as though you would anything else because it needs to align with your wider corporate strategies you need to be looking at things like business growth um you know the, the investment you have available to make you know moving to bigger premises all of that sort of thing you, you kind of need to tie it all in together and i think that's where a lot of businesses struggle they they try and incorporate sustainability as an afterthought and that's very very difficult to do whereas if you build it in to your other corporate strategies it means there's less admin and it's just generally less of a headache <laughs> so you don't have to do everything in one go you, you, you plan it not. in over a period of time absolutely yeah 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 and you, you tie it in with everything else within your business and i think that's where it becomes very effective 
um, and, and yeah, low admin, which I think everybody um, would rather have a low admin strategy than something that, that yeah, takes up an awful lot of time. Excellent. So what be your, where do you see sustainability heading in the next 10 years? Um, I think even in the last six months, we've seen a real shift. Um, when the first lockdown hit, um, so a handful of clients that I was working with said, look, we, we're going to have to pull out of this for the moment. It's not the right time. What I've seen even six months later is people making this a priority. They've seen, you know, the drop in emissions um, because people weren't flying as much or on the cars, in their cars, on the roads as much. They've also seen, you know, the amount of, of you know, commuting that we were doing and how much time and impact on the environment that had. Um, people are just generally reassessing how we live and how our businesses and our lives work and what we can do better. Um, but I also think there's been, you know, so much coming through, you know, I mentioned David Attenborough earlier, but, you know, so many people are watching and, and have are more aware that we are facing a climate emergency and that we need to do something and it needs to be a collective action. Um, and I think because there's been this real movement, if you're not doing something, you're actually going to be left behind and people are going to start to question why not. Um, and you kind of don't want to be the last one recognizing that we have an obligation to protect our planet and to protect, you know, the, this what, the place that we live and and to to have more of a responsibility for the way we live our lives and the way that we operate. So um, I think there's going to be a real shift in how we do everything. And certainly government legislation is changing. There's, you know, even the uh, getting rid of single use cotton earbuds and straws and we can already see this this big movement and while they're little things I think it's because there's been a big push even the government are bringing through you know that we need to be setting net zero carbon strategies and and putting that obligation on business to do it so there's no escaping it really which is a positive thing but I think it just it needs to be simplified for people to have a practical plan to be able to do this stuff when they genuinely know it's the right thing to do and want to do it. Absolutely. So is there somebody listening to this and they, they see the advantages and they really do want to make a difference and have an impact in the world and actually have a business edge? Yeah. How would they contact you? Um, so there's, there's a, a load of ways to contact me, but um, the, I've got my website, which I think I've shared with you, John. Remind me if I haven't shared any of this with you. But uh, yeah, email, phone, uh, you can add me on LinkedIn if that seems a bit less daunting. Start following me on social media, so Instagram, Facebook, and you can just, I, I put a lot of tips and information out there. So um, if you don't want to contact me directly to start, feel free to just get in touch on social media and start to see the type of content um, that comes through. But I, I try and make it as valuable as possible for businesses that are trying to do the right thing. And also, if there's things you, you think, do you know what, I'd love to know more about carbon offsetting or science-based targets, then just drop me a line and I can um, kind of point you in the right direction and and point you, give you links for where you can find credible information about the types of things that you want to implement in your business. Oh, that sounds great. And we'll put all that information on our website to help people connect with you. Brilliant. Thank you, John. 
Well, Nancy, thank you for sharing your story and your passion and your world-changing <laughs> business. <laughs> God, that, that makes it sound, um, yeah, quite impressive, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it is. Thank I think you. anything you could do to save your planet. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. Until next time, see you soon. See you, Nancy. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSB Networking. Thousands upon thousands of our members already benefit from our members networking events. Join us wherever you are in the UK and take advantage of our regular business networking events or our virtual networking. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.